This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of Bushwick's Breakaway is brought to you by... In a world of uncertainty, one thing is for sure, cancer doesn't stop during a global crisis. On Saturday, June 13th, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, LLS, will be hosting a trailblazing event, Big Virtual Climb, sponsored by AbbVie. To support their investment in groundbreaking research to advance blood cancer cures and in first-class patient education and services, including financial support and clinical trial navigation. Set up to take cancer down by climbing 61 floors of 1,762 steps, inside or outside... Uh, on stairs, on the road, on a treadmill, climb your way. Join us for an opening ceremony and then take your climb with our heart-pumping playlist. Join us on June 13th from coast to coast as we come together to climb, conquer, and cure. Uh, register at lls.org slash bigclimb. Okay, today's BSBOT. Let's get to it. Hey, BSBOT, some number. I'm here with my co-host, Greg Kaplan, on, a, on another BSBOT on a day after, um, you know, some news came out. Are you hitting your computer? I am. Yeah, okay. sure I am. Okay, just making sure. Just off to, I was like, I think Greg's punching his computer right now. I um, am. Yeah. Um, Old school days. Yeah, it's okay. It's an OT. You know, that's what they're for. It's to punch your computer. But uh, the the NHL, they announced uh, the official 2014 playoff with, when you read the guidelines, um, there's still a lot to figure out, and I don't know if we're going to be playing hockey, but I'm enjoying it, and I get to enjoy the ride while I still believe in my stupid tiny brain that we're going to play hockey. Does that make sense? It does make sense that you have a stupid tiny brain. I knew you would agree with that. That was never yeah. a never a point of contention. If I'm being honest, if you set if you set it up, I'm going to knock him down every time. That's, that's how it works. That's, how, that's what we do. I just set you up and you knock it down. That's how Blue Shirts Breakaway came to be what it is today. Um, but so so what we do know is that the Hurricanes and the Rangers will be a lock to play, and that what we also do know is they they likely won't play until August. Uh, as of this recording, it is May 27th. That means we have two more months without anything really at all, um, which is reasonable because they still haven't picked a city um, to play these games in and because they still haven't figured out the entirety of the health and safety guidelines, which seems important. But for right now, I'm pretty excited that there is going to be hockey in August. But I will probably be disappointed in a month or two when I feel like, um, in all likelihood, we probably shouldn't be playing hockey. We probably shouldn't be playing sports. But uh, I am enjoying the fuck out of uh, and that's right i said the f word everybody i'm sorry um uh, enjoying the hell out of everything coming back and at least feeling normal for a day and a half um if if so be that yeah it was it was nice yesterday just getting to crack jokes about actual playing hockey circumstances yep and forgetting for a fact that there are so many layered and complicated steps that still need to happen in order for literally 
the bare minimum to occur. I mean, we're three weeks away from, we're still a week away from involuntary small group activities for teams that don't involve coaches. We're three weeks away at least of the, from the NHL picking hub cities. We're at least six weeks away from uh, something of a training camp. And then after the training camp starts, it's another three weeks before you get to a point where these guys could be playing games. So it's just trying to do the mental math. It's it's impossible to imagine a hockey game played before August 1st. And it's impossible to imagine a Stanley Cup being awarded before end of September, early October. Has to be. Has to be. So it's – everything's a long way away. But at least yesterday we got to envision what – a Rangers Hurricanes playoff series would look like, and that's always fun. It's definitely fun. Best of five, anything could happen. Uh, yeah, like a sweep. Yeah, and it, <laughs> the, it's yeah. Either way, um, it also it. The Rangers didn't get screwed necessarily in terms of what their first round draft pick could look like. Oh yes, I think it's Congra- great that uh, congratulations, you did break that news. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. I always loved it. I mean, Shayna is great, and she had it too. But you giving her the credit, despite the fact that literally didn't uh, see when you literally were literally it. Yeah. Sa- it says on the, on the timeline you had it at one fourteen. She had it at one thirty one. It speaks for itself. Yeah. I don't know what else to tell you. It, yep. Shout out to Fitz who had it first. Yes. I, I, it doesn't. It really all credit should go to whoever had it first, and it, it would be undue justice if we said anything but Fitz. Fitz had it first, and he deserves all the credit in the world. That dude. Just, he, he pulls it. Got to respect it. He does. Um, yeah, it's it's tricky. The Rangers, there's a scenario where the Rangers could get two lottery picks. And I, I, I hesitate calling them lottery picks because technically the lottery this year is just the top three, right? And it's... Well, they're doing, they're doing two lottery drawings. That's right, two. Well, they're, they're doing one lottery drawing and they'll do a second if they need to. Got it. So the they're going to draw names and numbers for the first three picks. And if one of the teams that gets the first three picks is a quote-unquote unassigned team, which means it's one of the eight teams that will lose in the play-in. So like Team H they'll do has another a 1% draw. chance to get there. And if Team H gets it, then they'll do another draw. Yeah, but like Team A has a 6% chance. So the highest, the highest an unassigned team could get is a 6% chance at the number one pick. Yeah. Uh, it odds are small it it's the rangers it it stinks because the odds of the rangers getting a top 10 pick now are near zero in order for the rangers to get a top 10 pick without winning the lottery they'd need four upsets to happen mm-hmm. that involved the canadians the blackhawks the winner of the wild flame series the jets and one other team they they need a lot of things to go their way in order for them to pick ninth there is nothing in their own interest that they can do and it's not like we're going to sit here and root for the rangers to lose playing around that's absolute insanity i would and not then, be doing that i was <laughs> very obvious the only way for the rangers to get it's really almost impossible for the rangers to get two picks in the top 15 again one of the hurricanes or the leafs need to win the lottery and then both the Hurricanes and the Leafs need to lose in the first round. So basically the Rangers need to win and the Leafs need to lose. So it's in all likelihood, the Rangers will get one top 15 pick. 
there, I mean, the chance, the really, chance for them to, if they win the playoff series, I saw this yesterday. If they win the, this is from hockey stat miner, of course. If they win the playoff series, their chance of getting a top, the top overall pick is 0. 0.07. Yeah, it's it's ridiculously small, and honestly, it it uh, it's gonna suck if the like it, it's not gonna suck if the Rangers win. So let let me let me phrase this as carefully as I can. It's going to stink for draft purposes if the Rangers and the Leafs both win, because that means both Ranger picks fall after pick 15. That's true. That because, happens. again, it's the Rangers don't have the Hurricanes first rounder. The Rangers have the lower first round pick of the Canes and Leafs pick. And the, Le- so and the, the Leafs, Leafs pick win, is top 10 protected, as I've been told right. many times. Right. So if the Leafs win and the Rangers win, the Rangers are guaranteed two picks outside of the top 15 which would stink. But it also means that the Rangers are still alive in the playoffs, so it's not necessarily the worst thing in the world. Yeah, like, The worst thing in the world that could happen is the Rangers losing to the Leafs in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yes, I And then saw the Rangers that. get 29 and 30 yes, or 31. That would be fucking miserable. <laughs> that would, that would, that's, that's the worst case scenario. I wouldn't enjoy a deep playoff run if it ended in the Leafs beating us and then the Leafs lifting the cup. That would... Suck something fierce. Uh, uh, that's a bad one. I, we were talking about that one, I think, every week on the podcast for at least a year and a half. Have to be. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's, look, it's not a downer that the Rangers are going to be playing hockey when this all returns. I wouldn't be interested no, pretty awesome. one iota if the if hockey came back and the Rangers weren't involved. Like, I don't know how Sabres fans and Devils fans are, it, it would suck to be them and just be like, cool. I guess we'll watch the draft lottery, and we might get screwed there, I, too. I wouldn't be that. I would, Yeah, they, we, you, you could get screwed. But, like, if the Rangers were left out of this and we had a top seven pick, I'd be like, all right, well, that's fine. Like, especially Yeah, but you're draft. not guaranteed. You're not guaranteed. Those teams aren't guaranteed a top seven pick. Right. They can move down. Yeah. So, it's – like, imagine a scenario where the Rangers were the seventh of the seven teams in – not in – didn't win one of the top three picks and one or two – of the unassigned teams did win, so the Rangers get bumped down the ninth. Yeah. Like, I'd be fucking pissed the entire yeah. time. I would just be sitting here upset and angry every, every fucking day. <laughs> I w- I'd be yelling that. I mean, it's no different than I am now. No, I, I have say, something new to be angry about. Very similar to your daily demeanor. Yeah, like, I, it, it's funny. The, I didn't get a lot of the, – the majority of people in my mentions yesterday when I was tweeting about this, the only people – expressing an opinion were red wings fans because really? this basically just takes i mean it's it i would there's a good chance it's not a good chance it's just like imagine if you're the red wings right yep or the senators or any of these teams and again you're not allowed to play hockey when this all comes back but not only are you not allowed to play hockey one of the teams that is playing hockey who could theoretically lose wins that pick instead of you like that would leave that would that would leave me bitter Really better. So I get it. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, I, that makes perfect perfect sense. I mean, the Senators are set up something nice right now. Like, for all the shit that uh, Melnick has taken and well-deserved, and for the roster construction that the Ottawa Senators have, I mean, getting two of these top five picks, if possible, it's, it, it is possible for them, uh, is going to be quite sweet for that organization think, in the years to come. I think they're guaranteed two top six picks. Like, I don't think there's a way for them to fall below pick six. That's that's quite a good way to start a rebuild, honestly. Well, they're not they're not starting either. They have a lot of good pieces already. Yep. So they're they're going to be a problem in a couple of years. So, uh, but 
this is the best draft to have two top, two picks in the top ten. As as again, I'm not an expert, but when I do talk to Drew, and he tells me he's like, I like 13 players. After that, there's a fall off. That's just it. Um, so if the Rangers pick 14, you know what's going to happen. All those 13 players that Drew likes. Well, we'll see. The NHL GMs are so dumb. They just are. And we'll see how how that ends up playing out. I'm, well, I'm mostly just I'm mostly just happy that they came to their senses and said they won't hold the draft until the playoffs are over. Thank God. Honestly, I just I can't imagine having a draft where you can't make a trade. That's just silly. Yeah, and the, well, the Rangers are are and as you and I and especially you know, uh, the prime candidate to do maybe the most trading trading in this draft of any team. Like there's a lot of well, at, well with the cap going down, we're probably going to see more trades in the draft than ever. Uh, we don't know if the cap's going down officially, but we're just assuming that there could be cap ramifications from the global pandemic, which I think is reasonable. Um, so the Rangers are going to have to have the ability to trade Ryan Strom, trade Georgie, trade draft picks to trade for something else, trade for a prospect, trade a prospect of their own. There's many, many possibilities, and I know the case has been, well, in the past, that hasn't happened a lot. Uh, I think this year is going to be an entirely different beast in that in that regard, and, and you've been... You were the first person I saw and obviously talked to that to trumpet that idea. And I, I do believe you're correct in this fashion. But let's take a quick break. And today's podcast is brought to you by Hawthorne. Hawthorne is our new sponsor. They were so nice to send me some nice products after I took their online quiz. Because I don't know anything about healthcare products. I got soap, cologne. Like, what do I look like? You know who you're talking to. I don't know anything. I went online, took their quiz. It took under two minutes. They tell me, you know, they gave me exactly what I wanted. I told them how my skin was, my hair was. They were like, you're disgusting. Here's what you need some help. And spelling good is important. So, I mean, I mean like, listen. You know, you guys know about my dad. But if you have a Father's Day gift, you want to do that, Hawthorne is perfect. It's the perfect gift for your dad. You could take a quiz for somebody else and send it right over. Listen, take the two-minute quiz. Hawthorne tells you the colognes and soaps and hand lotion that are best for you. It's totally risk-free, shipping, and free returns. Check it out at Hawthorne.co. That's Hawthorne with an E at .co, not .com, Hawthorne.co, and use my promo code BSB to get 10% off your first purchase. That's Hawthorne.co. Use my promo code BSB to get 10% off your first purchase. Per- purchase? Purchase Hawthorne.co. Back to BSBOT. I just, I, I, I've i said it once. I've, I'll say it a hundred times more. The Rangers have to address, and Rick talked about this with us Monday night. They need something on the left-hand side of their defense. And it, they're, for whatever reason, an organization that will not move one of Truba, D'Angelo, or Fox to their offhanded side, which means they don't have enough quality left-handed defensemen. And as as fun as it is to envision the Zach Joneses, the Keandre Millers, the um, Matthew Robertsons of the world, they're not ready. And the Rangers want to be a the Rangers are a playoff team now, and they want to be a playoff team next year. So if you're gonna want to be a playoff team next year, you need to make sure you're shoring up your areas of need. And the Rangers, if they lose Jesper Fast in free agency, I think they're confident they have wingers, most notably Vitaly Kravtsov, that could step up, or even Kapokako in year two could yep. step up and take Jesper Fast minutes. If they trade Ryan Strom, I think the Rangers are confident they can find a cheap bottom six center that fits their organizational strategy and move Filipino up to the second line. Yep. But in order for the Rangers to shore up the defense it there's just not enough time for keandre miller to groom or robertson to groom 
you have to bring someone in from the outside. Yeah, I'm not and, saying and the Rangers Neil's, need to go Neil's, out and get Neil's not going to be ready yet either, just for everybody out there. I know he's, no, won, he's again, won like every award. No, and again, the Rangers will ever let him play on his offhand side. So it, the, there are two things working against Niels Lundqvist that at least Keandre Miller is left-handed, but he's just simply not ready for primetime action. We're not saying the New York Rangers need to trade for a defenseman that needs to be here for the next five years, but if the Rangers want to be better than they were this year, in 2020, 2021, they need to go out and get a stopgap option on defense. And it's going to cost you and your team a pretty penny to do it this year because teams aren't going to have cap flexibility. But the good thing for the Rangers is they're drunk on prospects. They're still a top five organization when it comes to prospect talent. And, and a lot of those prospects on, have already graduated. They're drunk on draft assets. Yeah, they are. So they'll, they'll be able to get something. Just we have no idea what that something is. I mean, we've talked about the Minnesota Wild and other teams before, but we don't know what's going to happen until after the playoffs. I really, really don't at this point. Um, I do think there'll be a trade. I really do think they'll trade for a left-handed defenseman. I I do wonder who it'll be. I don't think it'll be Niels Lundqvist, as we've talked about in the past. I don't believe he's movable, and I think Keandre Miller isn't movable either. But I think other pieces may be. Who knows? Uh, Robertson might be one of the people that they dangle. Uh and they also signed a lot of interesting college prospects who we haven't seen play at all, obviously. Um, but I'm, I'm curious to see how a lot of those a lot of those signings play out in the future. It's just exciting to even think about a series with the Hurricanes, and also how confident all Ranger fans are about playing the Hurricanes. Like I couldn't be more confident. I know they're a good team. Like I get it. I think Dougie Hamilton's going to be back. I think maybe not. Yeah, I, he'll be back. All right. Um, I mean, obviously he's was incredible uh when he was playing hockey so that'll be an issue but the rest of that and the, the hurricanes are no joke they're really good but i don't know why but i'm overly confident i'm sure they'll spit in my face when the time comes they'll storm surge all over me and i'll be very upset but even canes fans are like are pissed off there's a reason like they voted no they had the rangers i am convinced at my goddamn core that there's a reason they voted no. One of the reasons is is because they're play, they were playing the Rangers and they wouldn't have done it. Yeah, they they said they said that. They, they said they say specifically the Rangers. Eyes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but they didn't they didn't specifically say we're playing the New York Rangers and they kick our ass. So they said they don't want to play the New York Rangers. Did they actually say that? Was that in the quote? Yeah, Jordan Stahl went out there and said that. Oh, I didn't see the Jordan Stahl quote. Interesting. Well, yeah, I just want to play his brother. I get it. <laughs> Scared of Mark. He he provides. I mean, who is it? Yeah, come on. I mean, he provides so many different offensive abilities. Uh, I saw you break down the roster um, for the potential for the playoffs. Uh, Brendan Lemieux still suspended, as we talked about on last episode. Um, so that puts in, uh, I forget his name. Uh, you put it as an abbreviation, uh, Philip DiGiuseppe, um, who I like a lot. And I, I, but the, the defensive pairings, when you re- read them on paper, it's like, oh, wow, those are concerning still, huh? Like, those are still a real issue. Um I don't have it in front of me, but you know, playing Mark Stahl and playing Smith on the front in the, on the first line is like, oh wow, we're probably going to get destroyed in that case, in that matter. Um, so I know we'll have a plenty of time to break down these uh, these lineups and the potential of, of a. Well, uh, I think Larry Larry Brooks had the article today because Larry Larry was making the case that Lundqvist should get the start, yep. and we're going to talk about that ad nauseum, so we don't need to go about that now. But the interesting thing in the Larry Brooks piece is. Three of the seven worst Corsi games the Rangers played this year were against the Hurricanes. They just got obliterated in terms of shot and possession. But because Henrik Lundqvist, for whatever reason, owns the Carolina Hurricanes, the Rangers won all three of those games. Um, But I forgot that there was like one of the games the Hurricanes took 49 shots 
There's another game where I think they took 36. And there's another game where I think they took 43. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just, yeah, the Carolina Hurricanes are a horrible matchup for the New York Rangers because they control the puck and they'll shoot it from anywhere. And the New York Rangers defense will not challenge shots. So it's really a recipe for disaster. It makes no sense that the Rangers went 4-0 against the Hurricanes mm-hmm. this year. It makes no sense that Henrik Lundqvist in his career is 33-12 and 12 <laughs> against the Hurricanes. It, like all of, yep. it, all of it is befuddling. And for whatever reason, the New York Rangers swept the Hurricanes. And honestly, the bookmakers are going to have the Hurricanes probably as a prohibitive favorite. But the better bet is going to be to take the Rangers in a five-game series. It, it's just we have no evidence. We have all the evidence in the world to say the Carolina Hurricanes are the better team. But all that really matters at the end of the day is the Rangers are four wins to the better against the Hurricanes this year. We're not even talking about the, the legacy five years. We're talking about this season. This roster against this Carolina Hurricanes roster beat them four times. That makes no sense, but it's what happened. And it's why the Hurricanes don't want to play the Rangers. This is not a series that favors the Carolina Hurricanes. So it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I, I mean, you look at the Rangers roster and I, yeah, I listed 28 names, but we all know the guys that are going to start without Lemieux, DiGiuseppe will be in there. And we know the forwards are going to be in some way, shape or form, the 12 that have been for the majority of the season when Chris Kreider was healthy. We know the defensemen will be the six that the Rangers ended the year with. It doesn't matter if Hayek is up here. It doesn't matter if Rykov is up here. Quite honestly, it doesn't matter if Kraftsov is up here. Those guys will be here for the Rangers to train with, but the Rangers are going to play the 18 guys we expect the Rangers to play. And it'll be Brandon Lemieux for Phil DiGiuseppe when Lemieux comes back. Is that a playoff caliber roster? Probably not. It's the, there's a, as, as much as Ranger fans, some want to cry and moan that we were only two points out of a playoff spot when the season ended. I got to tell you the roster, the Rangers were play were um, suiting up with on a nightly basis with 10 games left that roster ne- didn't necessarily instill confidence in me that they were going to come back, make up ground and win a playoff spot without a lot of help. No, if Mika so, Zibanejad and, and, and uh, Panarin aren't just popping off, the team isn't exactly, you know, great shakes. No, it's, it's a rebuilding roster with a, with some very good players, some great players even, but it's a roster full of players that when the Rangers are good again, probably won't even be, New York Rangers, uh, case in point, Brendan Smith, who was playing top pairing minutes, Mark Stahl, who's playing second pairing minutes. It like when that's 33% of your team defense and 67% of your defense on one side of the ice, when you want to actively replace those guys long-term, I don't think you should be expecting your team to necessarily be gangbusters and ready to go. The Carolina hurricanes on paper are so much better than the New York. Rangers. It's not even close. The hurricanes have about nine defensemen. That would be the number one defenseman on the Rangers. Which is so weird why they traded for Shea. Yeah. That's why it's the weirdest thing. I don't know. Outside of Adam Fox and Jacob Truba, I mean, I would put Dougie Hamilton before both those guys. I would put Jacob Slavin before both those guys. Um, I think Hayden Fleury is really good. They had the number one young, they had the number one defenseman in the AHL this year in Jack Bean, Jake Bean. They, not to mention they have Joey Keane now as well. Yeah, what uh, the hell? They, they have Trevor Van Riemsdyk, Joel Edmondson, the aforementioned Brady Shea. 
They have so many defensemen. They literally Man, Rick don't know what to do with Rick Hayes pretty Shea, huh? <laughs> he, he really does. He, he like, really does. They he have a, Sammy. Terrible on the ice out there. They have, they have Sammy Vatanen. They have um, Brett Pesci, who's the one guy that might not be able to play when this all comes back. They literally have nine defensemen that the New York Rangers would love to and should love to get their hands on. And yet I, the, the Rangers could get outshot 50 to 50 to 15 in this series. And I still think they'd win three to one. I still do too. I still do too, Gregory. It's I spent, listen, yesterday was the funnest day I had on Twitter in months since the pandemic started really. And it's just like a, a great, like it just was fun to talk shit about sports. It was like, Oh wow. I get to chirp some hurricanes fans and yelling. Nobody fought back the hurricanes fans at all. No one defended themselves. And everyone knows like, this is one of those situations. It's a team that's owned you for years. And if you want to, if you actually want to win the cup, you got to beat a team that you're historically terrible against. You always got to get over this sort of hump in these situations if you want to be a great team. Like, you know, speaking of which, Michael Jordan and the Pistons. Uh, I just saw a quote from the coach of uh, the Canes. He said, what was the 68 games we played for? What did we grind for? The bulk of the season was completed, and they just threw it all out. Mm, I feel for you, man. I really do. Yeah, the, the, thing, the thing that sucks if you're if a Hurricanes fan is this isn't even a fun rivalry for you. Like you go, you think about fun rivalries, right? I wouldn't classify the Braves Mets rivalry as fun from a Met fan perspective, but at least it provided me clear cut reasons to hate people. Right. I hated Chipper Jones with a passion, still hate him mostly for him being a fucking Sandy hook denier. I hated John rocker because he's literal human trash and a piece of shit. Yeah. But he's so Uh, interesting to follow. John Rocker? Giant crap. Yeah. He was just too... You, you know, follow John Rocker? No, not anymore. But I mean, when, when he was a hot topic. He was like Papabon. He was fun to talk about when he was around. No. I think you're confused fun to talk about when they were around. You're confusing personality with pieces of shit. Mm. Like, just because you're... Being a piece of shit is not a personality. <laughs> I should know. Uh, that's true. But, uh, but like, as a, Met, as a Met fan, I had things I could hate. When you're a Hurricane fan, you can't hate anything because you're just categorically better than the Rangers on a nightly basis. I guess you can hate Henrik Lundqvist, but I can't imagine any – I guess there's a portion of Ranger fans that actually hate Henrik Lundqvist. I can't naturally imagine people actually hating Henrik Lundqvist. But every time the Hurricanes play the Rangers, especially recently, the Hurricanes every night are the better team. We all admit it. There's not a single Ranger fan out there that could look me in the eyes and say the New York Rangers have been better than the Carolina Hurricanes, especially even if you want to just talk about the four games that happened this season. Can't do it. The Hurricanes night in and night out are better. For whatever reason, they just can't win. But that's not a fun rivalry. Like it's when you think of Ranger rivals, the Hurricanes don't crack the top 10. They don't even come close, it's, actually. Yeah, it's 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 just a game on the schedule if you're a New York Ranger fan. It's a win on the schedule. That's the, the Hur- way you forgot to I, mention <laughs> Well, yeah, especially if Henrik Lundqvist is in goal. For the Hurricanes, they see it and they're like, fuck, Lundqvist. But outside of Lundqvist, it's not like there isn't – it's not like Chris Kreider has a rivalry specifically with the Hurricanes. It's not like Mika Zibanejad or Artemi Panarin have done anything to specifically haunt the dreams of Hurricanes fans. It's not even like a lesser-known player like a Brandon Lemieux has done something dirty that a Hurricane fan can latch onto and hate. It's just like the Rangers just exist – on this other plane in the eyes of hurricane fans that they can't, it's a mountain they can't climb. Not because they can't climb it. It's just, they keep getting to a point and the mountain 
decides to spit them out. It's weird. It's, I don't think you can enjoy it. I maybe hurricanes fans think of it as a rivalry, but my God, literally the only reason it's a rivalry is because for some reason you can't beat us. That's it. I I think that's a really interesting question you bring up is like, where do the hurricanes rank on the range of rivalries? And I, I think I might go through that sometime this week. Because I mean, we could just talk through it right now. Would you? I'll just go one to one, and you tell me if you consider it a bigger rivalry with Hurricanes. Okay. The Flyers, way bigger. That's one. The Flyers, way bigger. Way bigger. Yeah, Flyers are bigger. The Islanders. Yep. Check. The Penguins. Yep, that's way bigger. The Canadians. Yes. The Lightning. I do. Yeah, I do think the Lightning are bigger because they're Rangers South. The Bruins. Yeah, because it's Boston. Um, let's see. Now the, we're starting to get into the, territory. The Devils. Okay. The, the Capital. Oh, you're right. The Devils. I forgot they existed. Yeah. yeah the Devils. The Capitals. <laughs> yes. The Capitals too. Uh, oh, we're so close here. That's, that's eight. Yeah. I don't, I would put them on the same plane as the senators. Whereas I don't think it's a rivalry, but the senators have done things that have pissed me off. Yeah. Uh, it's Senators hurricanes is close. I will provide you Kings? that. Yeah. I thought the Kings. I think the Kings, for me personally, are in top 10 because of the cup. The Canucks, going back to 94? Nah, it's not the same. Not really, right? No. So there's somewhere in that 9-10 range where you start thinking about Like, I don't consider the Rangers a rivalry with the Maple Leafs, even though I like to make fun of the Maple Leafs. No. That's more of a personal preference. No way. I don't consider the Sabres a rival just because they happen to play in the state of New York. Uh, I don't consider – I might consider Jimmy Howard – a rival, but I don't consider the Red Wings a rival. I don't consider the Blue Jackets a rival either. I'm looking now. No, I don't either. The but I would the Blue Jackets and Hurricanes are kind of on the same plane because they're in the same division as the Rangers. I should dislike them, and yet I'm very lukewarm about both. If anything, I kind of like the Blue Jackets. Yeah. I kind of like how they're run. I also like Torts. I like Tortorella yeah. still. Yeah, I like Torts. Uh, yeah, I don't care. I don't, I really don't care about the Sabers. I don't care about the Red Wings. I don't care about the Blue Jackets. I don't care about the Hurricanes. The Panthers, I couldn't give a shit about. No uh, one cares. The Panthers don't qualify as a rival because they don't have, like, a fan base to be a rival with. Yeah. But, yeah, I think they're in the 9-10 range. It's really – they're deep down there on the rivalry list. Like I think But it's, you it's could, a you steep find, cliff after eight. You could I, possibly I, find another Western Conference team over them. Like I wouldn't even – everyone that comes after eight – to me, I don't even know if you can call them a rival. That's like, a fair point. They're a rival in the sense that they also play in the NHL. It's a good one. It's a really good question because I think you could really only have a few rivals, right? Like, I think, what is the limit? I think four or five is really when you, and it's like teams you hate. Rivalries is like, if it's anything more than four or five, it's just too much. Like, yeah, I, I think, like, when I think of it from a Mets perspective, like, the cliff for the Mets is what you want to call the St. Louis Cardinals. I don't call them a rival. But I hate their fans. Yeah, that makes but they're sense. They're not a rival of the Mets. Yeah, the national, like the, like Met, the, the Marlins. Rivals, the Marlins are not a rival, right? Uh, but it's a little. For some reason, it feels different with baseball divisions. Like you play them 19 times a year, and the Marlins have done the Mets dirty a couple times, specifically 2007 and 2008. That makes so sense. So I'm okay calling the Florida the Florida slash Miami Marlins a rival. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's fine by me. Okay. All right, well, that's it for today's show. Got nothing else. Uh, we'll be back next week. Talk more about I'm sure there'll be more interesting news coming out from the NHL. And it was fun to talk sports again. Or, or absolutely no news. Or literally no news whatsoever. And we'll make some stuff up, and you'll be excited about it. So we'll be back then, and uh, talk to you then. Bye.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.